after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Almost full time in today's Scottish Premiership matches. The early kickoff, St Johnston nil, Rangers 2. It was then Celtic 3, Dundee nil. At 3 o'clock, Hearts 2, Aberdeen 0, Kilmarnock 2, Hibs 2, Motherwell 0, St Mirren 1 And it is into injury time between Ross County and Livingston Currently a one-all draw And now it's time to hear from you 0141 951 1025 Whatever is on your mind from your team's performance today Maybe you want to reflect on what you saw Maybe you want to Look forward with a view to those big European games during the week as well. All you need to do, give us a call, 0141 951 1025. Hugh, what is your big takeaway from today's action? Well, Rangers got there with two good goals, one in each half, and Michael Beale would be happy with the points. The performance overall, far from good. Celtic, goalless first half, got there in the end, second half, Blooded new players like Paolo Bernardo, Louis Palmer And the crowd would have gone away reasonably happy But Celtic overall in in the 90 minutes Not top notch But they are top of the league Reasonably happy Do you think Celtic fans will be a bit more than that? A 3-0 home win at Celtic Park Some debuts in there as well Certainly with the reports of the second half I think they'll go away happy Because the second half of the game Always sticks in fans' minds when they're going away Um, But it's your job to analyse the full 90 minutes And according to to Roger It was a sticky first half And improvements needed there But whatever Brendan Rogers said um, Worked and it's always a positive when you get some of those new signings on and, and in the act. So I think he'll be pleased uh, moving in the right direction. And for Michael Beale, again, going back over old ground, like we said today, three points was the important thing, but he'll still be looking for big improvements and performance levels. Yeah, the main thing for Michael Beale today was to get those three points, Gordon. He got those three points, but there still will be a focus on the performance. And they were coming up against a St. Johnson team who didn't look overly promising and Rangers didn't blow them away yeah um, I think that'll be the disappointing factor for everyone concerned at Rangers but the positives they got the three points that everybody was talking about I think Fraser made a great point saying well look he could have went up there played some terrific football goalkeeper could have had a worldie and all of a sudden he lose a set play and he becomes under pressure he got game time into uh, some players legs um, like Roof uh, Lawrence for instance that stands him in good stead Yilmaz come in at left back so that he got another a run out of it as well clean sheet St Johnston not one shot on target um, so as much as we didn't enjoy the game and I'm not going to kid on I did I didn't enjoy the game but it's all about winning games for Rangers just now Michael Beale now he's got a great opportunity four home games coming up and uh, all of a sudden, quickly, they can turn the corner. Well, let's hear from you at home. 01419511025. We'll uh, hear from Michael Beale in a second again as well. But talk about late drama. We were wondering whether there was going to be late drama north of the border, south of the border, in two of the games with VAR, with how long games go on for. Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham, to start off with, were 1-0 down to Sheffield United, scored in the 98th and the 110th minute to win the game 2-1 then Crystal Palace and Aston Villa 
where actually Crystal Palace were 1 0 up on Aston Villa. Aston Villa scored in the 88th, 98th, and 100th minute to win the game 3 1. Quite mm. incredible, isn't it? But anyway. We're focusing on Scottish football 01419511025 Let's get the take from Michael Beale first And then we'll speak to Paul in Cardonald yeah, I thought we started the game really well We got control of the game I thought we had good energy in, in the four forwards And we scored a fantastic goal A really good play from Sam and Tav It wasn't the first time we got down the side of St Johnston But it's an excellent goal Great finish from Danny And obviously in that moment with the injury to the two players the game stopped for a long time, so obviously um, they lose one to concussion and it looks like, well, I know he has, he's fractured his cheekbone, Danny, so we'll have to see how long he's out for, but he's got a fracture on his face there and he's away and hopefully will be operated on this evening. So it's it's a really disappointing moment for, for the team, that, because obviously, you know, with Danny's had a couple of bits going on, he's had this two weeks to get himself fit and goes and scores and it was a real big moment for him to get the injury at the time I thought after that the game got a bit stuffy because it lost momentum <clears throat> second half I thought we created more good chances than we took but I'm delighted with the goal because I thought that was an excellent goal as well great pass from Tom Rabi's been getting those type of chances quite frequently of late and uh, it was nice to see him take one because he deserves it Paul in Cardonald what did you make of Rangers performance today? Uh, it honestly it was the greatest but you know what matters Three points. Three points. Two goals. Zero conceded. And I, and I was wanting to go back to the point. I think it was a boy last night that said uh, about all these keyboard warriors and uh, social media and all that. Give the guy a break. Let him let the let the team gel. Well, uh, you'll need to tell your fellow Rangers fans then Because it was the Rangers fans who exploded At the end of the Celtic game two weeks ago And Michael Beale quickly got himself up the tunnel Because he knew the atmosphere inside the ground had gone toxic So, uh, this is our world here And it's a coarse world And managers tend not to get time And tend to get criticised And I've said at the very start of the programme today I thought the criticism of Michael Beale was ferocious and savage But it came from the Rangers supporters inside the ground Yeah Paul, are you well, hoping well, that... Well, well, well can, the... I, here, can I tell you something mate? Mm-hmm. I certainly wasn't one of them Well... I, th- I think it's ridiculous that he's getting treated Well, I, I, say, I, I can't be any fairer than that And, and say that in a, a long career I've never known such ferocious and savage treatment given out to an old firm manager. However, that's the way it works. And if Michael Beale had lost the game today or drawn the game, it would have been even worse. So it's the world in which we live. It's nothing... I know the keyboard warriors, as you call them, create a poisonous atmosphere on social media. But you can ignore them. But the fans inside the ground, they're the season ticket holders. They are the ones who provide the club's wealth. Paul, are you hoping that the result today will maybe take a bit of the heat off Michael Beale? Mate, the heat is not on for me. I know, but generally there has been from Rangers supporters. Hugh referenced the fact that you know there there was quite vociferous boos from Rangers supporters after that defeat to Celtic. Then at half time again, Gabriel at the game told us that Rangers fans were booing the team. So there may not be pressure from you, Paul, but generally there has I'm been Rangers, pressure I'm from Rangers supporters. I'm a Rangers, I'm a Rangers supporter, mate. Right? 
I'll support my team through thick and thin, right? So what, so what happens if we get beaten Betis' first days or the Keyboard Warriors going to come out again? Yeah, but you keep going on about Keyboard Warriors. You can just ignore them. For the most part, their, their comments are inane or simply profane and vicious for the sake of it. So you don't need going on about them. We know that social media is a, a poisonous place. But the fact of the matter is that Michael Beale needs to keep on getting results. Today was an important moment for him. Real Betis, you know, the, how much the, the Rangers fans care about the Europa League. They cared a lot when they got to the final under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. He has to get a decent performance against Real Betis at home. This is just the law of the jungle here. It applies to Brendan Rodgers as well. If he hadn't got three second half goals... He'd have been under pressure. Paul, if we just take your perspective of this Rangers team and of Michael Beale, what did you see today or did you see anything today that gives you a positive outlook going forward? It'd be fair, mate, no. But, but my point is, right, see when they're playing terrible, I'll still love them. See when they're playing brilliant, I'll still love them. And see better be- be- take two or three offices on Thursday, I'll still love them. Well, that's good for you. But it's not the way the majority will see it, and that, that this is the, the the way of the world in football. Uh, you know, the, the, I understand that the, the club is very much in your heart, and that's fine. But you have to allow for the existence of others who have the club in their heart, but reserve the right to be highly critical if they don't like the way it's going. Yeah, Mark. A lot of football supporters have differing opinions on things. Paul will support his team. No matter what, he'll support the players and the manager no matter what. But the evidence is there that there are Rangers fans out there that aren't happy with the performance that Rangers put in today. Do you think that is enough to change the minds of those that are looking at things more negatively? Today's performance? Yep. No, I don't. And Paul, you know, Paul's got the ultimate lot there for his club, but even he admitted that there wasn't a lot there to, to be positive about. He'll continue to support them. I think any club needs fans like Paul that there's an element of blind loyalty no matter what the result but Hugh is right I think the majority of fans want their club to be successful and they want that their club to be entertaining and neither is the case for Rangers at the minute haven't been successful in terms of winning trophies under Michael Beale and they haven't been entertaining so that's where the grumblings come from I think that's that's fair you'll always get a mix in the, in the stands Paul's Obviously siding with Give Beal as much time as he wants And nothing he does can go wrong Because he'll always support them But there's a large section that won't think that And expect better Paul you've obviously got Michael Beal's back What do you hope to see from his side moving well, forward I'm now? I was going to ask Mark here mate So, so what, see, see if he's going the last minute against Betis on Thursday night Yep Is everything all rose in the garden then? Depends is, is better scored Two before then Or what What do you mean To win no, the game No I'm saying If we, if we win the game If he's going the last minute And win the game mate Yeah Is, every, is everything all rosy then Well it depends How the performance is I think well, uh, It certainly goes a long way To, to making things is, A is lot better Is it not better. fair to say though that Just a win over Real Betis Wouldn't make Things all rosy A lot of Rangers fans Appear to be In a position At the moment That they're quite entrenched Paul, Paul and, and it's not one result Away from everything Being rosy Fans maybe want to see A more gradual Progression In performances And results Paul, Listen mate See you're going to support A football team Support them Through thick and thin mate That's what I'm saying that's, that's simply not How it works Because when you didn't want Giovanni Van Bronckhurst anymore Everyone's happy That he gets the bullet And that went for Pedro Cachinha you look at him and it was a disaster they want him out 
It's not the real world to say you support the team through thick and thin and you never criticise. I'm interested where that gets you, Paul. If your team is underperforming and say, listen, let's just say Rangers lose three in the bounds, four in the bounds and go further and further behind Celtic and you're still there cheering and saying, oh, it doesn't matter, I still love this club. Where does that get anybody? Where does that get anybody? What I'm trying to say to you is, mate, it's the start of the season. I know, I know, but you're saying you... The game's over in it, Tell me this then, Paul. Why did Rangers sack a manager who took them to a European final and won them the Scottish Cup? I think Paul's got. Do you know so? I'm it was also sh- later in the season. Yeah, though, I'm, going it is side, now. I'm side. I'm I think with Paul, Paul. Paul's point no, is the fact that it's mid September. He feels that Michael Beale, with this new set of players, should be given more time no, than. Paul objects to criticism, full stop, whether it's in September or in May. He objects to anyone having anything negative to say about his club, no matter whether they're on a roll or whether they are headed for a bad place. But that's not how the world works. Well, thank you to Paul, 01419511025, and you can be up next. Let's hear from Stephen McLean as well, shall we? See what he made of it from a St Johnston perspective. Disappointing. I think the two goals we lose, poor goals to lose, I think, from our corner. Especially, and then we get done in transition. We don't run back to our goal quick enough, and then we're four v two in the box, and we don't pick them up. So uh, disappointed with that. And the second goal, we're in possession of the ball as well, and we give it away, and always get done in transition. But I thought, shape wise and work rate and effort, I thought it was good. Uh, we had a lot of moments in the second half, and we just never took them. I think Cano uh, fresh years one. Castell has an opportunity back post, and came out first, and should probably score. I think. Uh, Daddy as well has an opportunity without saying his foot it gets blocked so I think uh, when you get these opportunities against big teams you need to uh, be clinical and take them I've always said we're, we're going to get better as we go on we've got 11 new signings so uh, we're going to improve so no there's, there's certainly enough to work with I think I was con- probably concerned at, at the start of the season but I think with the group that I've got together now I think uh, we keep working hard and we keep improving we'll be fine this season The general mm. feeling in here was that there weren't Many positives for St Johnson. Stephen McLean appears to be painting it in a yeah a brighter light. Quite right, quite rightly so, because he knows his players will be listening to every word he's saying. I don't really agree with them. I thought they offered absolutely nothing today. You can talk about Kane's fresh air shot. They had one opportunity late on the game. Um, they look poor. They 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 concede goals. They don't score many. Um, I don't think. I don't think there was anything I could take if I was a St Johnston fan walking away from that of encouragement. They're getting better. I've watched St Johnston a few times. Yes, at Celtic Park, probably one of the best performances. They dug deep. They got off the hook a little bit with some of the chances that Celtic missed. But apart from that, the table's not lying. They're there for a reason. The reason is they ain't good enough at this moment in time. 01419511025 What did you make of your team's performance? We'll get you on after these The games are over The talking begins 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line It's an interesting day of action across the four tiers of Scottish football. There is a full time as well at the Global Energy Stadium in Dingwall. Ross County 1, Livingston 1. That was a bit of a later kick-off due to Livingston's team bus breaking down just after Aviemore, I think. But that one is done and dusted. So the points shared there, Hugh. Well, Livy, 
you know, you, what can you say about them? They never give in. They've got the lowest budget in the league, and they're still hanging in there. You know, you 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 look at some of these results tonight and the league table, and I fully understand it's only five games old, but you've got Livy on six points still. You know, doing everything they can to be in or about the the middle of the league. St Mirren are nine points above Aberdeen. Nine after five games. So great for St Mirren, but it means Aberdeen are headed in the wrong direction. Well, we'll start hearing from a few of the managers shortly. They're just doing their post-match media, so we'll bring that to you as quickly as we can. But let's focus on the phones, 01419511025. Let's hear from you. There was, of course, a big result for St Mirren uh, against Motherwell, that 1-0 win. Tom is a St Mirren fan. Tom, just how delighted are you with that today? Hi, good evening, panel. I'm welcome. I'm chuffed to sell, me. Chuffed to sell. A very happy man, you know, a happy supporter come back to Paisley. What's it like to be a St Mirren fan at the moment because it's another great result for Stephen Robinson's side? Well, I'm so proud to put the scarf around my neck and get the top on. So proud to wear it. Anything today that stood out for you in terms of performance? Uh, one gentleman in question, Alec Gogic, absolutely fantastic. He got injured, a head injury, didn't want to come off. He went off and got two minutes, then he came back on. If that's no commitment for Kobe. Gordon, what's no commitment if you understand where we're coming from? Well, St Mirren are two points off the top. You know, as I say, I, I realise the season is in its infancy, but Tom's quite right to be highly charged and emotional about the whole thing because his team are two points off the top of the league, nine points ahead of Aberdeen. Uh, you know, so that if they keep up this kind of progress, then they'll be top six and they'll be thinking about Europe. That's it, because... Some people would look at it and think it's maybe a flash in the pan. It's just a good run of form, but it's it's built off what was a very good season last season, Mark, yeah. wasn't it? But and built that St Mirren just seemed to be improved this season even more. They had built that in home form last season, but they they're showing that they're good on the road now. But the the signings, McMenamin's been good. Yeah, you look at Mandron, who was at Motherwell last season. Look, the full squad, you've got Hara in the middle of the pitch, back from injury now, he's such a crucial player, Boyd Munts in there as well. So a really good squad now, and you look at the bench as well, Stephen Robinson got options to bring on, I remember last season he was maybe short in a few, but it's a, a rounded squad, uh, and that one against Motherwell is as good as any as they'll have this season, because when Motherwell started the season the way they have it, it was a very difficult fixture for them today so they're only looking up St Mirren not looking back and what a start yeah, it'll be a sweet night for them especially going to his old club we've all been there you want to go back and put on a good show and he gets the result and you're talking there about the strength of St Mirren great to see Mark O'Hara back uh, I really rate Mark O'Hara as a player and obviously he changed things at half time today I think he made two substitutions, yep. am I right? Mm-hmm. So he's not frightened to make the big calls when it comes along and uh, obviously got his reward. That's a terrific three points against an informed Motherwell side. Is that the big thing about St Mirren this season? Is look, Mark O'Hara had a fantastic season last season. He's the club captain now. They had a couple of games without him and despite the fact that he was so pivotal last season, they did manage to cope without him. This campaign, yeah. Caelan Boyd Munns came in and Scored performed well. They've yeah. got a, maybe a bit more depth than they did last season as well, which will you know really encourage Without Stephen doubt, Robinson. Uh, you know, strength and depth, and they are. You've got players who are playing at the top of their game. Um, really like the the look of the boy straight on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. He's really been a standout. 
So I mean they've got players Match winners in there But they've got a solidity to them as well That shape that he's found With the three centre backs And the two wing backs Can be defensive But when you promote them forward you know, incredible attacking. So he's well, got you look a good at the goal today. It's Ryan Strain, the right wing back with the cross, and it's Scott Tanzer, the left wing back uh, with the goal. Reminds me of me, me and Emilio <laughs> as again in our Celtic days. But yeah. uh, listen, terrific. Uh, Stephen Robinson's really worked a miracle there because remember last season the financial constraints they were under, and there was real problems there. But there was a togetherness. He built a decent squad and got good results. And he's added to it And Bacchus I mean Bacchus away at the World Cup And he's on the bench today Comes on at half time Makes a difference So it goes to show you They've got good players In that midfield area That drive the team forward Tom what can this St Mirren team achieve This season I know it's still only early In the campaign But just how optimistic are you? I'm very optimistic God, I was going to ask you Should put us in for relegation This year Do you think you'll be In the Hubble fight this year again? Do I think you'll go down? No No not even I would think that. I've tried to talk you up, Tom. Do me a favour. Yeah, Tom, you know, Tom said you had them down for relegation, did you? No, I took St. Johnson to go down this season. Did you have them 11th? No, uh, no, no, no. I think, is it last season you're oh, talking about, Oh, maybe Tom? last season. Mm. I mean, we have to have a clean slate at the start of each season, Tom. <laughs> you, know, you can't keep going back to the past. You must look forward. Well, thank you very much to Tom. Excited St. Mirren fan. I didn't want to disrupt him by... Telling him he was calling me Gordon the whole time, but you know what? He's he's on a high. <laughs> I'll just he? let him off. <laughs> Get on that Gordon. Let's hear a bit from Tony Doherty, shall we? He's been speaking after Dundee's defeat to Celtic. You know, there's no well done. You know, I thought we carried out the game plan excellent first half, and I think it was a really good chance to score before we come in. Uh, but the message then is keep it tight, and I, I do think it's uh, on our part. It's a, it's a mistake I don't think uh, the players should go and commit to making that tackle but it takes a penalty in the 55th minute to, to undo us so disappointed with that I'm sure the boys will be debating it whether it was in or out in the box I've watched a couple of times myself it's hard to make a decision on it I don't see it's a definite penalty kick but uh, certainly you know, I don't think we'll be defined by losing to Celtic at Celtic Park but what we will be defined by is our reaction to it yeah, I think certainly from the angle that I've seen, it's maybe a bit of a clearer angle than the one that yeah. Tony Doherty had on on that penalty. But he's allowed to make the point that it's the fifty fifth minute in the game, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's nil nil. Uh, he's right to be pleased with his players for reaching that advanced stage of the game, and it's still nil nil. But it's a penalty. Celtic fans we want to hear from you what did you make of that performance 01419511025 of course Rangers fans we want to hear from you as well and that win over St Johnson Thomas is a Rangers fan and Barhead Thomas what were your thoughts on that game today? Um, my thoughts on the game first of all the previous Rangers supporter Paul I think his name is the problem when you are so involved in your football club is that you can lack objectivity um, I love Rangers as much as Paul does but I'm quite happy to give Rangers tough love and that is be critical when it's deserved um, I think the performance today was still laborious and still we can't see the style that uh, Michael Beale's trying to inject into the team 2-0 win and that's the end result is, is, is a win but you've got to remember that we are playing the team that's bottom of the league and the team that uh, Hugh has predicted to go down. So that's got to give it a wee sense of perspective as well. I was pleased with Matondo's performance when he came on. 
Lammers, I just don't see anything in that boy at all. Um, I don't see what he brings to the table, and that's a few times now that, that, that he's, he's played. And I believe it's two goals in three years or something is his record. But my other point is... A, well, I'll take that, Thomas. I'll, I'll let you come back in, because Thomas makes that point of identity, mm. and we've mentioned it before. Will Rangers fans be any clearer on what Michael Beale is trying to do with this Rangers side after today? Because the formation looked different than... Yeah. You know, in, in previous matches, did it give any more hints as to exactly the, the style that Michael Beale's trying to imprint on this side? No, he went with a different style. Obviously, with Roof and Lammers playing sort of a narrow uh, in behind Danilo. Um, I agree, agree with Thomas. I don't see the great patterns of football that Michael Beale has been brought to Ibrox for to implement on a, on a match day. Where I also agree with Tom, I thought Matondo come on, that bit of pace, Sima, I thought I thought he influenced the game as well. I thought he got involved in it. I thought it was a poor game, poor standard. It is all about the three points. I agree that sometimes it is a bit of tough love. That, you know, all Rangers supporters want the best for our club, of course they do. But sometimes you've got to be honest and look at the overall picture. As I said earlier, he's got through this hurdle and he should have got through the hurdle because Watching St Johnston, I hope they do get better, but they offered nothing for me. They've got four home games coming up, four very important home games, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play in that. But I do agree with them in one thing: Lammers has offered nothing so far. Yeah, of the players that came in today, Mark, were there any that stood out that looked as if they made a difference? You know, there was Ben Davies that came in, Red Van Yilmaz. Tom Lawrence started. Danilo obviously got himself a goal, but picked up a pretty serious-looking injury. Yeah, um, like I can only say Danilo because he 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 did what he was brought in to do and score, and he obviously ca- carried off after that. The rest, I mean, even Davies, he wasn't really tested, but again, you could point to a mistake. You know, he passed it back to Butland and. There was a penalty claim in there, but the rest, it was all a bit samey from what was before. Lammers, again, I said before the game, he's offered nothing. He could have had a good game. He was anonymous. Lawrence, by the way, probably takes away that he plays the game uh, 90 minutes and he gets an assist because it's a nice little pass. He had easier options and that's what the Rangers fans will expect think, from Lawrence. I think they miss Cantwell, you know, and he's away for the next three or four weeks, maybe longer. They missed He's another one that hasn't really hit the heights though this yeah, season, has he? Yeah, but he brings an energy to it. The, the one thing that was depressing to watch about the game was the sheer lack of tempo, energy, entertainment. You know, the, the two goals are very good. You use the word energy, Hugh, there, but the first um, sentence that Michael Beale comes out with was, I like the energy. I thought that was odd as well. Yeah. I didn't. I, I. I'm sorry. I failed to see that. I thought they dominated the game because yeah. I think they had 71 percent possession. St. Johnston just dropped, but they didn't play with any great sharpness, movement. The goal was a very, very good goal, and unfortunately, Danilo only lasted that 16 minutes. But apart from that, I didn't see a lot until Matondo come on, yeah. and I thought his goal was terrific. Thomas uh, on the line used the word laborious about Rangers, and that was when we were. Uh, Looking at the game, that was the word I used. It's all laborious. It's labour intensive, and there are two nice goals in there, in among many, many turgid moments. Thomas, what was your other point you wanted to make? 
There was another point. I was actually to ask the guys' opinions if they have looked at the VAR picture on the offside goal. Now, it doesn't matter because we won, and I'm not going to come on and say, oh, it's another goal chalked off. I was just curious because the picture started to go the rounds just now. And the picture that is going the rounds, when you look at it, the player, the St Johnson defender on the near side, nearest the camera, has got his foot in the line, as has Kemar Ruth. And if that's the case, then is he not onside if he's in line? I accept that Ruth is ahead of the player that's uh, that's right beside him. But on the, the photograph, as I say, the, the one that I've been looking at, it appears that the player, the defender, I presume is the right back, his foot is on the line as is Ruth's, and in my head, does that not make him onside? Yeah, look, I think it's always tough to debate these offside ones because yeah. the, the offside are pretty much generally black and white. The The problem is, the word that Thomas is using a lot is appears. Yeah. And that's because when we're watching it on the TV, it's a skewed angle. It's very hard to get the perspective of it. The people at Clydesdale House that are drawing the lines... They're zooming in. They've got it exactly correct. They know exactly where to draw the lines. It's all calibrated yeah. before the game. So it is one of those ones where it, it's it's tough to go back and in, say, look, this, this should or shouldn't have counted. In general terms, we were told and asked to accept that when VAR came in, it would take away the mistakes previously made. Now, VAR is here. A line has been drawn and now supporters are saying, I still don't accept it. Well, where do we go after VAR? I mean, the, the European Court of Human Rights. Well, thank you to Thomas, 01419511025. If you want to get involved, Celtic fans, maybe you've got some thoughts on these because we're going to hear a few clips from Brendan Rodgers, first of all, on the performance. Listen, every game is difficult. I think it's a great um, shout-out to the crowd because I thought they've done really well for us today. I think they can see that what we were trying to do in the first half and unlucky not to be in front. But at nil nil at half time, it could always it could have been a little bit edgy. But they stayed with the team. Second half we, we, we upped the tempo of the game, combined really well, got the goals and then everyone gets the reward at the end just by staying patient and staying together. So uh, it was really pleasing. Is that a fair assessment? Is Brendan Rogers going to phone George Bowie after this programme? Because Brendan said there he wanted a shout out to the crowd. <laughs> so there's only one man who does shout outs on Clyde and that's George Bowie so Brendan will send you the number I, I think he was, he's right in the sense that the, the crowd did stick with them nil-nil half time they, they could have got edgy but then in the second half I think they were correct <laughs> to get the penalty it was a, a justifiable penalty but it did kick start the day for Celtic because we're 55 minutes in it was nil-nil and that penalty just got them going. That's sometimes all you need in a game at home against an opposition that are sitting in is just to have that patience, continue with the game plan. It may take a penalty to kick things off. It may take a set piece to kick things off. But Brendan Rodgers can't really ask more from his players that they stick to the game plan and end up winning the game 3-0. I think the key word they used there was tempo. The up to tempo in the second half. Um, if, if the amount of ability Celtic's got, if they up the tempo... With that amount of ability, then teams struggle to live with them. It's when they're they're ponderous uh, and the tempo's slow like it was in the first half, then teams can live with them because they get bodies behind the ball. But if Celtic move it quick and get runners off Kyogo, then no one will live with them. And the, and the penalty, they work it well into the edge of the box because they move the ball quick and it is a penalty. So 
They deserved everything they got in the second half. It could have been more. But they need to up the tempo from the off in the first half. Gordon, you mentioned earlier on that you maybe hadn't been blown away mm. or overly impressed by any of you know Celtic's performances over 90 minutes. But was that a step in the right direction under Rodgers? Probably second half, a little step. I'm not getting carried away with the performance. Um, I'd expect them to uh, win the game against Dundee, uh, especially at Celtic Park. First half, I thought it was laboured. Um, I think Celtic uh, didn't play at a good pace at all. Get goals change games. Penalty kick, I totally agree with Laz. I think it was a stonewaller. And then they up to pace a little bit. You're a lot of positives there for Brendan Rodgers and Celtic's afternoon. Of that, there's no doubt. Three goals, clean sheet, one or two people getting introduced. Bit disappointed Phillips only could last uh, half a game. But I still go back to it, and I think the Celtic fans would agree with it. There's still a bit of work to be done. Well, let's hear from you, Celtic fans. I'm sure you're either on your way back from the game or home, so you can give us a call 01419511025. And after this break, we'll hear what Brendan Rodgers had to say about Kyogo and Nat Phillips. After they play, you have your say. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Into the final part of today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of action across all four divisions in Scotland. Rangers with that early win against St Johnston at lunchtime. Celtic beating Dundee 3-0 at Celtic Park. A good 2-0 win for Hearts over Aberdeen. Nick Montgomery's Hibs went 2-0 up but were unable to hold on to all. It was against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. A fantastic result for St Mirren away at Motherwell and it was one all between Ross County and Livingston. We're going to hear from Zara who's a Celtic fan in Mary Hill but let's hear a couple of updates from Brendan Rodgers. The first of those on Kyogo after he had that sort of incident during the match where he walked off looked as if he maybe had some problems with his shoulder and came back on. Yeah it was just his um, just his shoulder he just needed to get some work off the pitch and quickly the medical team sorted that out and obviously came in and was fine. Some work Mm. Does that potentially mean it was it was popped back in? Yeah. Or that's the only explanation. Yep. It's got to be because otherwise, the physios would have done it on the touchline. It's obviously a painful thing getting a pop back in. Kyogo wanted to do that in private. You you got to think it's that. So, but nevertheless, it's a problem. But a problem that Kyogo must be comfortable playing on with. He doesn't want to miss any prolonged time. Doesn't just know. play on. He scores, scores as well. As well. Yeah. Scored a good goal. Good tether. Um, yeah, it is worrying if you've got that injury. You never know what's going to go. But um, look, he came back on the pitch. That was uh, the positive, and he got his goal. Good header as well. Nat Phillips taken off at half time for Gustav Lager Bielka. Brendan Rodgers asked about that as well. He just towards the end of the game, he just rolled his ankle. Just in the last uh, last actions of the the first half, and he was going to play sixty minutes, but just precautionary, we, we took him off, and uh, but should be fine. Precautionary will be something that Celtic fans will be happy to hear because they don't need any more injuries at centre-back here. No, they've had a very, very difficult start to the season with Cameron Carter-Vickers and uh, Navrovsky and Stephen Welsh. Um, so, Brendan there saying that he was only going to play an hour anyway. All of this with a view to Rotterdam and the game against Feyenoord on Tuesday night where he'll be needed. Zara is up next in Mary Hill. Zara, what pleased you about Celtic's performance today? Also, yeah, the first half I was a bit, um, I got a bit anxious to be honest. Um, but I, I, I've got the faith, I've got the the positivity that um, I understand where the team is at because 
they were playing under a certain way with Ange, okay? They've got a different coach, right, or a different manager that wants to play a certain way. So they have to adapt to that style of play. It's not going to happen overnight, okay? They're young. They're playing a certain way. You know, the majority of the team are very young. So you need to accept the fact that they are going to adapt. I'm quite positive that we're going to kick on and we're going to get better. I would ask Rangers fans if they feel the same with their team, right? Another thing as well... <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take that as Zara first of all, because generally Rangers fans that we speak to on the phones are saying they're not really seeing those signs of progress. From a Celtics perspective, you're seeing those signs of progress, yeah. you'd say, Zara, yep. Yeah, and I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the Celtic fans, but to be honest, I really don't see any noise out there that suggests otherwise. Um, and as <laughs> they'll be somewhat satisfied No, I actually think we'll be very satisfied um, With the performance Because as I said When you sit back and you take a look at what's happening You need to sit there and take everything into consideration When you are, you know, um, looking at the squad So you can't just sit there and just immediate reaction Oh, they're absolutely rubbish You need to take in what has happened there's a new manager in place. The majority of these folk haven't worked with Rodgers before, so they need to get us to speak. I feel quite positive, and I really don't know any other Celtic friends that don't feel positive. I'm getting the uh, impression, listening to the Celtic and Rangers fans today, that they're objecting to objective criticism. You know, Celtic and Rangers have had good days and bad days in this early part of the season. Gordon Dale said earlier on he hadn't been utterly convinced by Celtic and he's he's quite correct. You know, the, the game at Ibrox, even there, Celtic weren't convincing. But they got a magnificent goal from Kyogo and that changed the whole complexion. But neither Celtic nor Rangers, for me, five games into the season, could turn around and say, yep, it's all going in the right direction because there, there are a lot of flaws contained within either side. Easier to say it as a Celtic fan though, Mark, just given the fact that Celtic have won four and drawn one of their opening five games. Yes, there was obviously the slip up in the League Cup, but beating Rangers and then being unbeaten, only dropping points in one game of, of five, generally Celtic fans you'd think will be happy. Yeah, they are. I think Sarah makes a lot of good points. You know, Celtic are in a transitional period as well, and we often forget that because of the success they've had, because they kept the majority of the squad, and it was only really Jota, it's a big one, it's missing. But when you move from a manager uh, as impressive as, as Ange Postacoglu in quite a unique style, then it's going to take time. Now, you add to that a mix of players who've came to the club as well, and injuries, disruptions, it is going to be difficult to be 100% free-flowing, attractive football right away. Um, and I think they're far from that. I think the bar was set so high with Ange Postacoglu, whoever came in, it was going to be tough to follow. But I think it is a work in progress. They have to get better. I think you saw glimpses of that in the second half today, where they had the post and the bar as well, so it could have been a more resounding victory. And I'm with Zara, I think it will get better. I see more positive signs, obviously, for Celtic, match with results than I do... To the other side of the city So It will get better However European games Champions League games Are round the corner So some fans might say Well It needs to get better In Three days time Because 
that's when you're tested to the maximum. So it's the next big one along for Brendan Rodgers' side. Uh, and it is going to be a test come Tuesday night for him. Well, thank you to Zara. We'll quickly squeeze John in Shettleston in as well. John, what was your take on today's game? Hi, I was tremendously encouraged by the second half today. I'm, I'm like a lot of other Celtic fans, probably. You watch the turbocharged uh, footballer Postacoglu, and I think the build up's a wee bit. I think Hugh touched on it earlier. I think the build up's a wee bit slower. Uh, but I thought the second half was treme- tremendously encouraging. Uh, I mean, I think we had the woodwork three times a day, but I seen, I seen terrific signs today that that things were uh, clicking together in the second half. You would, you would uh, accept, John, that this was Dundee you were playing. You know, you, against bigger teams in Dundee, uh, we'll have to see how Celtic do. You know, beginning with the. Uh, um, Feyenoord on Tuesday you, I, think. I know but uh, Yeah uh, I, say, I think that game has changed the complexion For Celtic fans but you know, Would you agree that even that Performance wasn't Celtic at their best But they got a fantastic goal from Kyogo and got the points I, I totally agree Hugh I mean I, I totally agree with that I, I think the Aberdeen performance Has actually been our most convincing this season Hugh but to go there and win 3-1 and in the face, of, I think you know you're looking at it, and there's like maybe half a dozen inju- significant injuries for Celtic. You know, you, oh. you know players that are significant, and you think how would their uh, biggest opponents do without Tavernier, Goldson, uh, you know, get, get, get guys like that? And I, I think it's quite. I, I think we've seen some significant today, and a wee bit different in the second half, and the pace got up. It was far more. Uh, it was far quicker, and it was far more clinical. And it really it could have been six or seven in the second half. Well, uh, I, I know John, Johnson could probably have had a hat trick today, and he's a right back. Um, so it encouraged me greatly watching it. You. What did you make of Louis Palmer, Paolo Bernardo? Hearted. I, I, I don't think they get enough. You. Uh, the boy Palmer looked as though he wants to cut in his right side all the time. And uh, he didn't look as sort of two-footed, if you like, as Jota. But uh, it's so hard to judge, I know, Hugh. And, uh, uh, but encouraging signs, I think. I thought Phillips looked good in the first half, Hugh. Well, as you know, we've all agreed, Celtic have had a troubled start to the season with injuries. And along comes uh, Nat Phillips, or to give him his Roger Hanna name, Nathaniel Phillips. Uh, and he didn't... Uh, Last into the second half But The word from Brendan Rodgers Is positive It looks like uh, Phillips will be there In Rotterdam on Tuesday And Celtic Now it's about Another aspect of the game For me Because Celtic I think It's about Their defensive capabilities On Tuesday And not Going forward Well thank you to John I quickly want to hear A bit from Nick Montgomery The Hibs boss What he made of that Two all draw Against Kilmarnock Yeah obviously frustrating You know Going to and a little away from home Thought the boys played some really good stuff. It's not an easy place to come, but yeah, disappointed. You know, I thought we probably could have killed the game off. Even in the first half, we had some good chances. They keep pulled off some some good saves, and, and there was some des- desperate defending from them. But yeah, as soon as we conceded the you know, the first one, gave them a little bit of momentum, and, and yeah, you know they're going to you know, knock balls in the box, and they're, they're very good at it. They've got good delivery. They've got physical players. 
Um, and yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I think Lafondra had a, a good chance to finish it off again. Another good save from the goalkeeper. So yeah, very disappointed to to go away without without three points. But all credit to all credit to them. You know, they showed great fight and, and they do. So you, you have to expect that. And yeah, really proud of the boys' effort. Yeah, there will be positives and negatives that Nick Montgomery will take away from that game. Yeah, a lot of positives, but I'll tell you what, he'll be highly disappointed when he gets home tonight and sits down, has a little think about his debut as a Hibs manager, 2 nil up, away a difficult venue. He'd have probably taken a draw before a game, but when you're 2 nil up, you've got the three points and you're, you're grasping. Uh, all credit to Kamana, all credit to Derek McInnes, 2-2, must have been a good game, but good start to his management career. Yeah, you think Hibs fans will be more encouraged from what they saw today in spells and what they were seeing under Lee Johnson? Well, it's quite easy to see what the problem is. Five games played, ten goals conceded. Um, doesn't it take a genius to work that out? So Nick Montgomery will, will look at that, have to address it quickly because it's been Hibs' problem not only under Lee Johnson but for years they cannot keep the ball at the net. The other side, at, no problem scoring. They showed it again today so... They need to get something more joined up if they're going to be successful uh, at this term in the Premiership. Hugh, a busy Saturday of Scottish football. How do you sum it up? Michael Beale got what he wanted, eventually. Brendan Rodgers got what he wanted, eventually. And now it's about our teams in Europe, those who remain Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen. Celtic away to Feyenoord, Rangers at home to the Albertas, Aberdeen away to Eintracht Frankfurt. They have got to be strong defensively to have a good midweek. Well, that is it for today. Six hours down, lots of action, six Premiership matches, and we will be looking back on it all on Monday night. Gordon DL will be back in the studio, and make sure to give us a call, get involved on Twitter as well. But it will be interesting to hear your views. But thank you to Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Gordon DL in the studio, to the top team all around the grounds as well. But make sure to stick around tonight, because what a way to kick off your Saturday night. It's the GBX up next.